You've just met someone and the conversation leads to the inevitable question. So, what do you do? A simple question calls for a simple answer. But what if your answer is never simple? What if your answer defies the societal norms? What does career happiness mean to you? This show dives into convention-breaking career choices, uncovering narratives of working professionals, and creating a space for those who wish to pursue their passions. This is So What Do You Do? Hey guys, welcome to So What Do You Do? Today in the studio, we have Tina McKissick. So Tina, what do you do? I am a stunt performer. Awesome. (laughs) That's great. So just to back it up a little bit, maybe you could tell us a little more about your background? Okay, sure. Um, Well, I have been a stunt performer. And I say say that term because that's the actual term, a stunt performer. That encompasses everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't walk around going, I am stunt woman. (laughs) Like, that's not a thing. (laughs) Although the stunt men do it. We don't, no. Um, But I have been a stunt performer for uh, over 20 years now. I've been in New York mostly. I have worked in LA. I've worked the East Coast a lot. Um, Originally from Georgia. So I made my way up here back in 2001. Awesome. And one thing we like to ask all our guests is, what are three adjectives you would use to describe yourself? Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Happy. For one, happy, energetic, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to say ballsy. No, that's okay. Okay, And just to get a little bit more into your career journey, what do you think it is about your background that has kind of helped you find your place in in stunt performing? Oh, for sure, <clears throat> it's definitely the way I grew up. I grew up on a farm in Georgia, so I was riding dirt bikes, I was riding horses, anything that I could get on that go fast. And then my dad owned a towing and salvage yard, so I was always working with cars. Um, although my mom was in the kitchen, I was out, you know, in the shed with my dad, like working on cars. So that's where I have a love for it as well and a respect for cars and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then along the way, who are some of the people who have inspired you to become a stunt performer? Oh my God. Well, I don't know. See, (laughs) Burt Reynolds, do you guys know who that is? I've heard of. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god, I feel so old. No, not but, at all. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, I've I've even described a stunt that I've done before, and talking to someone, and they're like, "I was five and I'm like, "Yeah, I was getting hit by a car when you were five. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> I still get hit by cars, but you know, and thank God I'm still here. But um, Bruce Lee, and you know, back in those days, those were the action movies that came out, and I just. Yeah. And my, I would watch him with my dad, and I just love that. And I'm very, very much a tomboy, very active that way. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is the general reaction that you get when you tell people you're a stunt performer? It's it's odd because people are taken aback. They they go, wow. And they always say the same thing. I've never met a stunt woman, or I've never met. You know, mm-hmm. it's always stunt woman. Like you know, they kind of know a stunt man, but I think stunt women you don't think about maybe I think definitely now or up and coming you're seeing more Jesse Graff you're seeing you know um more stunt women coming to the forefront but um it's always the same reaction oh my god I've never and I go hi (laughs) (laughs) here I am you know I think it's very interesting because living in Manhattan I lived in Manhattan for quite a long time and uh before I moved out just right outside the city now thankfully where there's trees I would be on the subway and you it just amazed me because you don't know who you're sitting next to because I myself would be on set 
And here I we had an explosion that day and, you know, it was great. And then I get on the subway and there across from me is, you know, the second AD. And then the, mm-hmm. you just never know who you're sitting next to on the subway. And I mm-hmm. thought, this is so great. I love this diversity, you know. Yeah. So That's awesome. Yeah. And are there any stigmas or misconceptions that people hold about the world of stunt? That were daredevils. That mm-hmm. were just crazy daredevils. Because I think people watch Jackass. Mm-hmm. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then they, they think that's what it is. Right. Um, when in fact, there's there was a lot of things, even in the Jackass movie, mm-hmm. that were coordinated by a stunt coordinator. Because you, you still, in things with anything you see on film or television, safety first. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure all the actors are safe and all that. And I think people think we go into something like, oh, she's crazy, she'll do it. Well, no, 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 we're very smart and we'll do it. So we have a lot of training and a lot of safety procedures and policy procedures that are in place before we go do something. Because the the thing is to make sure that you can pull it off, make it look great and real, Mm -hmm. and yet walk away and everyone is safe. Mm -hmm. Crew, actors, actors, and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. That's great. And to go a little bit more into that, what does it look like, I guess, like a day on the set? Wow. Okay. So that, <laughs> because it could be anything. If you're, if you're uh, working with water, or if you're working with cars, you're working days or nights, it, it's completely different. Like last week I worked on uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm-hmm. I'm Alex Borstein's stunt double. Wow. So I double her. So like most recently we did, it's on the, the trailer for the, is the drag racing where she was drag racing. That was really me. Mm-hmm. Um, again, going back to the cars and the old cars, especially. So I do all of her driving and her stunts for, for that mm-hmm. um so i did that and then and then we i did a night shoot for the almost family and when i got there it's a lot of safety around the actors so me doing my stunt driving i had to do drive the car but make sure i didn't hit the actress so <laughs> you know that was it's stressful it's a lot of uh, when you when you're focused on something this is hyper focused this is hyper really paying attention and making sure because you could hit anybody at any moment, especially at night. Mm-hmm. So that's the, for instance, that's one day. Another day I worked on Blacklist a couple of weeks ago and there was a huge explosion and I played a part, you know, it's not always a stunt double. We do stunt double and we're ourselves. We play roles. Mm-hmm. So I was, I'm not, I can't give it away, but I got killed and <laughs> exploded and, you know, so that was a day shot. So what happens with that is that we come in, uh, for instance, they want us in very early so they can fit us in wardrobe if they haven't done that prior. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll say the crew call is 7 a.m. They'll have us come in anywhere. If it's a film, like a lot of times if there's a lot of people on the film, it's a lot more involved and a lot more hours. And you'll come in early, like sometimes 4.30, 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. because you're waiting to get your turn and they want to make sure you're there. Mm-hmm. So you'll get up at what, 2.33 because you don't want to be late. Mm -hmm. And then you come in and you get fitted for your wardrobe. You go to hair and makeup. They still do our hair and makeup. So a lot of times we're the same as the actors and actresses. We go into the same room with them. We eat with them. And it's we're considered like the crew Mm -hmm. as well. Um, but then we'll be ready and then we'll go sit in our trailer and sit and sit and sit and sleep and sit. (laughs) And then they knock on our door and they're like, okay, they need you right away. And you're like, oh God, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) And then you go, um, and then you, you go in and find out where you are and what you're doing. And I generally have a safety meeting, um, and that's for the entire production. They'll Mm -hmm. stand around and say quiet and everything. This is what we're going to do. Make sure. This was what was great was there was a lot of toxic fumes and gas during this explosion. So the entire crew had the 
masks on mm-hmm. the surgical masks except us and we're like uh excuse me <laughs> um <laughs> you know so that's yeah. what we're there for yeah. um it was very we were laughing about it it was like well nice knowing you <laughs> you know <laughs> so but we, it was, it's great because we're a great big family of stunts and mm-hmm. we and we know what we're doing so okay. um but that's it like i said it's hard to to just tell you a typical day because i'll yeah. tell you right now they are not typical mm-hmm. not one yeah. You know, and with yeah. stunt, there's a lot of things that go into it. Like you have to drive, you have to do martial arts, you have to do yeah. climbing. Yeah. What is the kind of training that goes into that? Well, back when I got started, uh, there it just seemed like there weren't as many stunt women, uh, and it's not any places to train for that specifically. So, like for instance, one day I doubled uh, this main actress on a show all the time and they said okay tomorrow you're gonna get we get blown up a lot (laughs) i know they're like you're gonna get blown up blown out of a cave that you're hiking and whatever and what is is an air ram so when you step on it it's a pneumatic pressure and then it it bolts you off and you'll see that like in soldier movies where they you know all of a sudden they're flying through the air how are they flying you know like because there was a mine you know they got blown i had never been on one and i said well I've never done that. So where do you get, you know, what do you do? Well, you, within your group and your community of stunts, somebody always has the equipment and you kind of come together. And so we went to a gymnastics center Mm -hmm. and the girl who was doing it with me, we both practiced on it the entire day, one after the other to make sure we had it down pat and had it safe. Mm -hmm. The next day we showed up and that's, that's kind of how you train for it. But there are things you talk about and you do slowly in rehearsal Mm -hmm. and then on the day when I say on the day that means when you're going to do it Mm -hmm. um you your mind needs to to tell your body we're going to do this right now and this is how we're going to do it and it's just it kind of all comes together Mm -hmm. amazing that's really cool and to go a little deeper into that um what are like the uh different steps and kind of the process for choreographing a particular stunt scene when you say that all of a sudden I have 25 scenarios in my head Mm -hmm. water you know, jumping off of a building, uh, T-boning a car, you know, yeah. with, they are all so different. But what you, I'll say very generally, you have a stunt coordinator mm-hmm. who is hired by the production. Um, that's usually man or woman who's been a stunt performer for quite a few years, who's been on set, and they, they know who to hire for their rigging. They know who to hire for their car work. They know the good people, you know, that they surround themselves with to have a safe, effective stunt. Now, what he does is he coordinates that. So he'll go to all the production meetings. He'll get the script. And, and that's what I, I don't know if you had known. I was uh, the assistant to the stunt coordinator on the blacklist for two seasons because we're very good friends. I've known him for over 20 years as well. So he's amazing. I mean, he's won. He's already won Emmys, you know, mm-hmm. for the show. Oh, yeah. So he does a great job. And watching him work is just fabulous. Court Hessler. He is a genius. And I'm not kidding. He mm-hmm. just really is. And so it's it's not easy for him. I'm not going to say it's easy for him, but he, he just grasps it right away. Um, so what he'll do is he'll get the script from production, break out all the scenes that are stunt related. And as he's reading through it, you, the he knows generally how the stunt's going to go. The next step is to go to the location. It's called a location scout. Mm-hmm. So then they'll go to the location and things will... Potentially, they could change based on the location. Like, a lot of times I've gone with them, and then it's like, okay, we can't have two trucks coming this way. We're going to have to have one car and then one truck this way. You know, logistics of it. 
So then you know how many stunt performers you need. You can start putting into place the choreography of it. Nobody ever sees that. Nobody ever knows behind the scenes of that, that that's how that's done. His next step is he has to have a budget, right? Mm -hmm. So he's going to have to have this many people and this much rigging and we got to order boxes or this or that. So he'll send his budget in. All this takes place very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. So you have to be very quick and know what you're doing. And I, like I said, he's amazing. So he'll put all that in and then we'll hire the stunt performers. And then you may or may not have a rehearsal day. On big stunts, you'll have a rehearsal day. Most of the time for television, you'll come in, you'll rehearse it for just a little bit um, or you'll talk about it because the people that get hired already kind of know, you know, and you're prepared. Mm -hmm. The best thing to do is to be well-rounded in all aspects of stunts anyway. Mm -hmm. So there's no surprises, but yeah. yeah. So that's kind of the choreography of it is, is then he'll... Uh, let's say for a di driving sequence, if if they're going to do a T-bone a car or something, and then you have ND drivers, which are nondescript drivers. It's just people in cars, and they're passing each other, and they're going to swerve off this way and that way. The fun thing about that is, and it's been done since the day I started stunts, and they still do it, is they take matchbox cars, and we go, and we <laughs> and we spread out on the street, and everybody gets a matchbox car, and that's your car. And then they tell you your location where you're going to be, and then you you, you know play with the matchbox <laughs> car <laughs> as if that's the stunt. Yeah. And then that way you can visually see this is what's going to happen. Right. The next thing they have us do is st and stand in the road like we're the car doing this. You know, I know you guys can't see, but I'm, I have a steering wheel in my hand. It's imaginary. And I'm walking down the street and I'm like, beep, beep, you know, mm -hmm. this is my car. And then I veer to the left. And then so they really ingrained in us that this is what's going to happen because you, a lot of, you know, factors are, are involved. And you want to make sure no one accidentally gets hit no one actually gets hurt you know mm -hmm. so it could do a lot goes into it. that's the choreography yeah. of it now as far as a fight scene of course you can imagine that's like a dance so it's going to be choreographed that way a lot of practice there and we have some amazing fighters mm -hmm. who the we know who to call in now, i'm i did take martial arts uh in the very beginning of stunts and being a s rather small stunt woman I never got called for that, but I took Wing Chun Kali and grappling, and it was just great to have anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but right now, the fighters who are doing the fights in all these, you know, great action martial arts movies—they're dead on with this stuff. They're great. <laughs> I love watching them. <laughs> so that's so yeah. fascinating how much work and how much detail goes oh, into yeah. it. Because as an audience member, you see a stunt performance, and you're just like, "Wow, yeah. that was amazing!" But yeah. you don't yeah. really think about how many steps goes into making a stunt scene. Yeah. Oh, and sometimes even as a stunt performer, well, we love watching that stuff. <laughs> we, we, sometimes we know who it is. Sometimes we go, "Who was that?" We find out. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Sometimes we'll watch it and go, ooh, that didn't go well. Oh, yeah. And you oh, know it didn't, oh. you know, because you're like, oh, he did get hurt. He uh, ate dirt. Like, oh. you know, <laughs> you're like, oh. oh no. And then you'll talk to him and they're like, yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> so. No, I think that's interesting. Just going off of what Arnell was saying earlier. Um, and sometimes as an audience member, I think we just like almost take it for granted like there's mm. just like a slight scene maybe even 10 seconds where a car is like swerving through and just how much time and effort goes into just that yes mm. yes yeah. it's crazy yes. Yeah. day a day or two two days you know yeah. at, at best like just for that you yeah. know so you can yeah. imagine yeah mm. and since stunt performers do it very often how do you maintain your body and how do you make sure that your body's in a safe condition afterwards i've been doing it over 20 years mm -hmm. and the and luckily, I'm walking around still. I, yeah. I'm, you know, blessed. Like, oh, my gosh, this is great. I think a lot of it is yoga. There's so many different things you can do now, like CrossFit. A lot of people are into the CrossFit. 
and training like the martial arts and just making sure your body is toned and tuned and flexible. I think the flexible part of it is huge, which I actually never did when I did stunts, but now I am doing it because I kind of have a need for it. I've broken quite a few things. like So it really helps um, now specifically. And to kind of continue off of that, I know you mentioned you've broken things, like you've yeah. gotten hurt in the past. How do you overcome kind of that fear of getting hurt or just being afraid of approaching any type of stunt? Or have you ever had that even um, within your career journey? I don't think we, and I say we because I talk to a lot of the women and, and stunt people, it's not ever a thought that we're going to get hurt. You don't think of it like that. Being a stunt performer, you can see what you're about to do and what you're gonna hit mm -hmm. and what you need to do. And mm -hmm. one big thing is to always tuck your chin because you don't wanna have a loose head, you know, because you mm -hmm. crack your head open. When you're doing a car hit, you, you kinda, like I said, there was a lot of factors involved with that. You kinda do your best to not get hurt. Um, I did three in my career, they're big. They're, when you get hit by a car, that's big. You're standing in the middle of the street, you get hit by a car. My third one did put me in the emergency room. I was very upset about that because I was doubling Hillary Duff at the time on another movie. So that the only thing that upset me about that was that <laughs> I couldn't double her anymore the next day. But um, yeah, so that I didn't expect. I didn't, I had no fear of that. Mm -hmm. I had no fear of getting hurt. But at the same time, you don't want to go to a stunt without any anxiety or without any apprehension or without any because then you're just dead inside mm. you know you you got to have something a little bit of adrenaline a little bit of like you know I need to be aware and I think having a little bit of that oh you know this mm. is this is a little scary I think that keeps you you know mm -hmm. focused yeah so. mm. just making sure everything is like calculated yeah it makes it less scary yeah yeah, yeah. that's so interesting yeah. And you've mentioned that you worked on a lot of amazing shows like The Blacklist, uh, Madam Secretary, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Just to name a few, uh, what would you say has been the highlight of your career? Which I was very impressed. You guys did your homework. <laughs> I was like, wow. Because um, you mentioned stuff I forgot about. I've no. uh, been hitting the head way too many times. Um, See again, hitting head with too many. What did you? What was the question? What did you say? See, I forget. I have short-term memory loss. What's your name? Arne, I'm too. Nice to be here. <laughs> I was just um, wondering what has been the highlight of your career since you've worked on so many oh, amazing shows and movies. Gosh, you know, I have to say, I am so lucky to do what I do, and. All of it's such a highlight and even like I'm not kidding being here with you guys today is a highlight Aww. because you guys are highlighting us the stunt women and you're recognizing us and that is a highlight so I want to first of all that is thank you so much <laughs> so I'll do it Don't. Oh God. <laughs> um, it, it means a lot because we work so hard behind the scenes go unrecognized mm -hmm. uh, as we shouldn't we're not looking for that but when people do call us in like this and recognize us it is so uh, heartfelt mm -hmm. like just wow thank you um, so things like this are a highlight our job is to do stunts and those I to this day go into my trailer even after 20 years and jump up and down like a little kid, like, oh my god, 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 I get, to say, you know, I get to do a stunt today, oh my god, this, you know, like I'm working in the movies. It has never left me ever. Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for it and so happy. So, 
highlights are great now for as far as like a stunt that I loved doing. I mean, of course, they're going to be the fun ones. Like one time I got hired to ride a jet ski in the ocean for two days. Like that was my job, (laughs) you know. But then at the same time, another day I got hired to fall through a third floor building, you know, ceiling that was on fire. I had no idea where I was landing. And I had fire gel in my eyes. I couldn't see. I couldn't hear, you know. So it was very like, woo. So, yeah. yeah, But, but Yeah. Well, thank you so much for those kind words. Yeah. Oh, that just means so much. Yeah. And when we were brainstorming for guests to be on the show, I think particularly we wanted to interview a stunt woman as opposed to a stunt man. With no disrespect yes. to it. No, yeah. no, yeah. but see, that's there. what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. We get, they get, rec- you think of that mm-hmm. all the time, but then to have somebody like you guys go, no, we want to talk to you. It's like, yay, yeah. you know? Yeah, I feel like some women need to be highlighted. I yes. feel like they've been underrepresented, especially in a male-dominated industry, yes. like the entertainment industry. Yeah. And you mentioned on your website, you said, here's to strong women. May we know them. May we raise them. May we be them. Yes. Which I think is so impactful. Yeah. Yes. Especially as women like wanting to be in the entertainment industry as well. Right. Um, and how do you think that being a stunt woman is sort of like a symbol for female empowerment? It's, 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 a, good qu- it's a great question. That's what I'm trying to do with my organization mm-hmm. is use that mm-hmm. um, for female empowerment all the way around in the entertainment industry, not just for stunt women. Mm-hmm. And again, it being a male-dominated industry, mm-hmm. it's very difficult. It still is. Mm-hmm. They're going to help the men because it's still that stereotype of, you know, stunts are men and male-dominated and because you have to be a man to do this. And I'm not going to take anything away from them. And let me say right now, absolutely love our stunt men. And the second that I started my organization um, to help mentor and to help get more equipment for the stunt women... Um, because we don't work as much. We just don't because, and I'll say this, when the shows that I've worked on and I've seen it behind the scenes um, in meetings and things like that, is that they'll call for, okay, we want six SWAT guys today. And I go, can we have five SWAT guys and one woman? Because in real life, there are SWAT women. There are New York City cops that are women. Mm -hmm. Can we do that? Middle America's not ready for it. Well, shouldn't we make them ready for it? Mm-hmm. Why don't yeah. we just make them ready for it? Yeah. You know, so that's, I, I can't believe we're still in that space um, that we can't, that they can't hire, uh, you know, more diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I'm fighting for as well with mm-hmm. the organization. So I think being a stunt woman helps with that because we are considered strong. We have a stereotype, of course we do, but it's also true, kind of, you know, with the, you know, being strong women who really know what they want and we're gonna go in and get it. I know I am, yes. so I'm gonna make it happen. Um, I love but, it, I know, I love that. We're but here for it. I love everything you just okay. said, I love it. Um, and over the years, I think we have actually seen some action movies like Wonder Woman, Salt, and Lara Croft, and just an increase in female roles. Um, yeah in terms of action movies. So how do you think the representation of strong female leads in all these action movies has progressed over the years? I think very well. This is a great question. Uh, My friend Joanne and I were talking about that, and she did make a very good point. Um, They are still sexualized. Mm -hmm. I would like to see that taken away. And I was like, Joanne, Mm -hmm. holy 
poop. See, I'm not cursing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really trying. <laughs> Feel free to. Ah, no, honey, don't open that gate. Trust me. <laughs> you want your listeners to click it off right away. They'll be like, oh, I've never even heard that word. Oh, my God. Um, no, but, but I said, wow, that is a great point. You are so right. But you are. You're seeing more women to detective shows and things like that you are i just want them to be strong characters and more real more mm-hmm. real mm-hmm. just more real so yeah i hope so too yeah Hopefully in yeah. the near future yeah and as you mentioned you are the founder and president of sun women united network yes can you tell us a little bit more about this organization for our listeners yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. so i would love to thank you so much for recognizing it as well um i started it a little over a year ago right at the um, remember the Times Up movement, mm-hmm. hashtag Me Too, and all that. So, with the help of a stunt man who's been around forever, he said, "You know what? Um, you know, he kind of helped me with this because I had a concern that, say, for instance, if in the entertainment industry all these women had had sexual harassment issues and you never even heard about it in our own community, I wanted to make sure if anyone ever had any problems or situation, they could come to me or they could come, you know." I just said to me, because I've been around so long Mm -hmm. that I kind of know everybody, and I I love to feel like I'm kind of like the mama bird, like, you know, Mm -hmm. I like to help. And um, so what happened within, I put it out there, and within 24 hours, I had literally had people calling me, saying they had had issues and problems. I'm like, what? Like, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. So I said, all right, i got to do something now. So I formed Stunt Women United as a safe space as a place to go to and then out of that within a week I was like you know what else like it just it was, it, it was an avalanche of like now this is this is what's needed it's never been done what my point is is that when I was coming up in the business I had no one to go to I didn't know where to get my resources I didn't know where to get my equipment I didn't know who to ask I didn't have anybody mm-hmm. and I thought that was so hard it was just hard because when I'm on set and I'm on set with five men and I have to wear this thing. What am I do with my boobs? Like, you know, <laughs> what am I going to do with my boobs? Like, I can't go ask them, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm about to get shot. And, gonna, you know, I'm going to get shot in the chest. What I, I don't wear. You can't. And you're not ever supposed to wear underwear bra. There's so many reasons for that. I'm sure you can imagine. We're never supposed to have safety pins in our wardrobe. You can imagine why. But the thing is, people don't know these little things things Mm -hmm. that's part of it the other part of it is that again going back to we don't work as much as the men so it's sometimes a struggle to get all the training you need we have to have stunt driving classes we have to be we they like for us to be scuba certified so we can be water prepared Mm -hmm. you know to be in the water because Mm -hmm. when you're doing water work you have other uh, safety divers that'll come to you you know with the regulators you got to know how to do that this is things people don't think about i wanted a place that can help someone who can't afford that and live in New York City you know or anywhere for that matter and wanting to do their dream their passion I don't want them to have to give that up so I said all right I want to do this nonprofit to help get equipment to help get these classes to help for resources it's so awesome how you use your platform to provide these resources and training for women who probably don't know how to reach out or be ventured into the industry yeah and maybe for our listeners who are still in college and they wish to pursue um, a career in the stunt industry do you Mm -hmm. have any advice for them on how they can approach that 
Yes. Okay. First of all, is train as much as you can on on things that you can specialize in. If you can specialize in something, I know a lot of the kids now are doing parkour. That's big. That just gives you a lot of flexibility as well as because a lot of these jumping and running and the shows. If they're chasing someone, they love seeing that. That's still kind of a big thing. The martial arts mm -hmm. is great. Uh, driving. If you can take any type of stunt driving classes, there's one called Rick Siemens stunt driving mm -hmm. uh, over here, and then also Drivers East. So we have two ways you can get that kind of training. And I will say is I also mentor. You know, I did this so we can mentor each other, like I said. But I also had other people coming to me saying, well, you mentor me, stuntmen, like mm -hmm. coming in. And right. I was like, of course. This is not just I, I'm not going to just you're not a stunt woman. Like, no, <laughs> you know, so I actually have. a, And then I had an actor come to me because I met him in a restaurant and he's an actor. And I'm like, you're, I can already tell you're great. What are you doing? And he's like, well, I really have. And I was like, get on it. I said, tomorrow you're going to make 10 phone calls, aren't you? He's like, yeah. And within like uh, within like a month, he'd already booked like a couple of shows. So he's like, OK, I'm calling you to kick my ass. Sorry. <laughs> you know, and I was like, that's what I do, because you got to do it if you want to do something. So my advice to anybody is one, get your training, whatever. Mm -hmm. Is my big thing that I that I love to tell people is ask, mm -hmm. ask for what you want. If you want to do something, ask somebody made a great uh, they said closed mouths don't get fed. So. My thing is, if anybody comes and asks me, hey, can I get some advice? Yes, you can. But you can't just expect, you know, somebody's going to call you or this or that. But you got to put yourself out there. And if you really want to do something, you can do it, no matter what it is. As long as you put yourself in the right place and ask the right people for advice and for direction always and constantly, you're going to end up doing what you want to do. Mm -hmm. If you're always moving forward in that way and asking people and saying, you know, can I come shadow you? People know people. Mm -hmm. So just people get out there. That's my advice to you. Go <laughs> do what you want to do. And if you need me to call you and kick your ass to do it, I'll do it. <laughs> wow, I feel I think, so inspired ah! right now. <laughs> I think I'm going to text you to be like, Tina, you Absolutely. need to call me. I'll do it. I'll do it. I stay up all night doing it. I don't care. <laughs> um, and just for our listeners, we wanted to ask if you have any upcoming projects or organizations that you'd like to share with us. I do. Um, this is a, a once a year. I'm going to have a big uh it's like a ball or a big gala or a big event. Last year we had it for Stunt Women United, and it's a fundraiser. Follow StuntWomenUnited.com, and I would love for everyone to come to the fundraiser as well. Keep updated on our events and our other fundraisers that we have on Stunt Women United. I have a couple of projects I'm producing as well that, you know, that I can't talk about, but the, that's my new passion as well. But please come to the fundraiser. We're going to have it in February, and it's going to be in the city in Manhattan. So I, I would love for you guys to come as well. And I do have some. Uh, we just started getting merchandise in, and I wanted to bring you guys some. But I didn't get it in in time, so I want to get your address and I'll send you some Stunt Women oh, United thank stuff. Absolutely. Your passion and your joy for stunt work is just so infectious. And we were just wondering, what would you define as career happiness? Career happiness is definitely doing what you love to do. And mm -hmm. so many people don't. And they're miserable. And they're going in the wrong direction. Go do what you want to do. It's a very, mm -hmm. very, very short life. A very short life to be happy in. So go do what you want to do. If you're doing something you don't want to do right now, and if people are like, yeah, but i got to pay bills. I gotta, you will be fine. I promise you. Mm -hmm. You're going to be much better off you know, doing something you're passionate about than than not, mm -hmm. you know. And we all, ha I understand we all have to, but again, that goes back to just ask. Yeah. Get there, get there, you'll get mm -hmm. there, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, and this kind of builds off of that, but do you have any particular advice 
for someone who is unhappy in their career path or who really wants to just shift careers? What's probably the number one thing you would want to say to them? It's hard. It's really hard and it's really scary. And I get that. And I know that. And, and with that, I have to say, do it because it goes back to that life being short and you'll be much happier. But asking first, go ask somebody who's doing it. Don't quit your job and just go, oh, okay, well, then I'm just going to put all in. Go ahead and go talk to somebody and do that on the side until you really get comfortable with it. And then you're confident you can make that transition. You'll find people who are that can help you go do that. And manifestation. I'm big on that. Yes. yes. Asking the universe. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, this so was great. Maybe ah, that has so <laughs> made my week, honestly. Okay, good. Yeah, really. Um, <laughs> if you want to find out about Tina, check it out at stuntwomanunited.com. Welcome to The Debrief, where we discuss our own perspectives on the interview and apply some of our own experiences and background to the conversation. Hi guys, we're back with season two. Yay, I'm so excited and I'm so glad to be kicking it off with Tina's interview. So what did you think? I think that that interview was so interesting because I've always wanted to interview someone from the entertainment industry and I think that stunt work is something that's very underrepresented. It's just so crazy how calculated and meticulous stunt work is because, you know, as audience members, all we see is like these flashy scenes of cars just like turning everywhere and people like hitting each other, but we don't see the intensive choreography that go behind it. So I think that that was so awesome to get an inside perspective on what she does every day. Yeah, I also think it's so, so interesting. Like you mentioned, it's pretty underrepresented because when you're watching it on the screen, you're just watching the main character do whatever it is that they're doing. Mm -hmm. But when you think about it, there is a person behind that who is doing a lot of the work. And I think what's really, really interesting also is just the fact that a five second scene in a movie could take, you know, weeks or months of preparation potentially mm -hmm. from, you know, how we're going to acquire the cars for this, how we're going to choreograph it, getting the people, getting the stunts, the stunt performers, the extras, just all this work that's going into maybe five to ten seconds on a screen mm -hmm. is absolutely amazing to me. Yeah, I know. It's so, so incredible. And I feel like stunt men and stunt women are equally the actors and actresses of the tv shows and films yeah for sure and i think it's really interesting because i feel like at least from her perspective being a stunt performer is very much like a, uh, a state of mind almost mm -hmm. you know we think of it as like these super athletic people who are just like risking their lives to yeah. do all these crazy things you know I think the one scene I really think of when I think of stunt performing for some reason is in Singing in the Rain oh yeah in Don Lockwood's opening speech about dignity always dignity mm -hmm. there's just this montage of him literally running into buildings that are like exploding yeah. um, and there's absolutely no forethought in that uh, of course it's supposed to be satirical mm -hmm. in that movie mm -hmm. but I think it's so interesting to kind of like see the the people behind the mystery right because yeah. we don't really know what happens behind the camera but to know that the people who are doing all these stunts it's not that they were the fastest runners or the most athletic people though i'm sure a lot of them are it's mm -hmm. just that they're the ones who have the courage and the strength to do this th stuff like yeah. as tina mentioned she said you just gotta have the balls to do yeah, it yeah you just gotta have the balls to do it i was just about to say <laughs> um, i love that phrase and that's so true yeah because she was saying anyone can do it you just have to have that gut instinct to just go for it i think that's kind of symbolic also to life just that you don't have to be the best at something but once you put your mind and soul to it and if you have the courage to pursue it 
I think you can go for whatever you want to. I think that's definitely true. And Mm -hmm. also the fact that uh, these are all calculated smart risks, right? Mm -hmm. So I think in life, we can't just like look to things that are happening to us and be like, oh, this is going to happen for me Mm -hmm. uh, because I'm a great person. It takes a lot of hard work and effort and strength and perseverance and uh, occasionally just meeting the right people and Mm -hmm. reaching out and asking for Mm -hmm. the right uh, advice from the, the people who know what they're talking about. And if you do all of that, then... Um, I was just very inspired by Tina in the sense of like anyone can really succeed and do mm-hmm. well. It just takes, you know, uh, the little the little things. Yeah, and also during pre-production when we were thinking of who to interview for the second season, we wanted to interview someone in the entertainment industry. And I think that, you know, the goal of our podcast is to sort of like subvert what is the mainstream hegemonic conception of certain professions and I think interviewing a stunt woman as opposed to a stunt man is something that was so important to us because it doesn't only highlight stunt women who are sort of underrepresented in the entertainment industry itself but also to show this like representation of the reality of our world like there are so many female firefighters so many female police members and I think that the silver screen is one way to represent all of these heroic fighters who are literally risking their lives to save other people and when we think of these very like physically strenuous jobs we always think of the men who are at the front of the line so I think just being a stunt woman um, and representing all these characters is a really fascinating venture and I'm so glad that we got to talk to her because she was so happy that we got the chance to highlight her work and all of the other stunt women who do the same so I'm so happy she was so nice she was so sweet I know. I, she was infectious. I think her yeah. energy was infectious mm-hmm. for sure. And I think that's gets so, so amazing. Just the work she's doing with diversity and mentorship, especially because, um, you know, as two women hoping to go into entertainment as well, mm-hmm. we don't know where our specific mentors will come from. But I, I certainly do hope there's someone as passionate and knowledgeable and just in- infectiously amazing yes. as Tina. Yeah. And when she was giving her advice to us, it was to simply ask. And I think that's something we take for granted because we're so caught up in the mindset that we don't want to inconvenience other people. But she said that we humans have an innate behavior to help others. And I think that's a really good reminder and a good reflection of who we're supposed to be as people, just always extending a hand for others who are in need. And I'm sure that if we do need mentors like Tina, there are so many in the industry who are just as willing to help and I think this podcast is also one amazing way that we got to meet so many of these people who are willing to take time out of their day to give us advice to give our listeners advice and have this sort of like mentorship relationship with us like at the end of the interview off air she was like just text me whenever you want to go on set or like ask me questions about stunt work or things about like the SAG foundation and I was just like this is amazing I feel like people have this motivation for other people to succeed and it's so refreshing to see it come from Tina who is so well established already in the industry. The thing about Tina that really struck me was the fact that it doesn't matter where you come from, who you are, how old you are, or really anything. She's just so open and willing to connect and be that person for people, the person Mm -hmm. who really helps them and helps them to not only build their confidence and to understand certain things about the industry, but also just be willing to give time and energy to a person. And I think so often, like you mentioned, I forget that there are so many great people out there who are willing to be 
I guess, that mentor or that Mm -hmm. person. And I think in addition, it also just reminds me to believe in people more because I think sometimes I get stuck in this cycle of not believing the best in people. You know, people you meet on the subway or people you see out on the streets or the person who's working at the grocery store. You get annoyed and pressured in life. Mm -hmm. But to step outside of that for yourself and realize that there are good people out there, that there are amazing Um, opportunities out there and that you can be also that amazing person for other people just kind of perpetuating a cycle of of uh, extending a hand like you mentioned yeah that's awesome and I think one thing that's also so inspiring is the way she talks about stunt work and just being a part of the industry she mentioned that every time she walks into a brand new set or the same set every day she's still perplexed by the idea that she gets to do this every day and that every day seems very fresh and like a dream come true and i just hope that i get that same passion and that same feeling in the job that i plan to do in the future yeah that's exactly what i was about to bring up Mm -hmm. i think i can almost picture her being in her trailer and just jumping up and down like a kid you know (laughs) with this kind of um innocent passion like every job is a new job and an exciting job i think we all remember maybe the first time we got a job any job yeah or the first time we got an internship which was our our step into whatever industry we wanted to pursue Mm -hmm. or maybe even our first entry level job Mm -hmm. right those are all pinnacles of i I guess what we would consider a a career journey but to have her say that every day is Mm -hmm. a pinnacle um inspired me to the fact that no matter what i go into Um, I really do hope that I find that same passion and excitement every day because you can get very dulled by life. But to know that there are some people out there who are doing exactly what they want to be doing every day is so crazy and inspiring to me. I also love how she created a community of stunt women in the industry, sort of this like coalition, this alliance of like people working together to fight through the male-dominated industry to fight through this patriarchy and especially after movements like Me Too and Time's Up, I think it's so inspiring to see a group of women just embodying this idea of female empowerment in the industry. So props to Tina for that and all of the other stunt women and women in the industry that work together to fight this conception of what the entertainment industry should look like yes we love them if you want to find out more about this program or listen to previous episodes check us out on spotify or soundcloud at so what do you do or on our instagram at swdyd podcast if you want to get to know us more follow us on instagram at arnell ariana and at it's just joanna Thank you so much for tuning in to So What Do You Do? I'm Joanna Yamakami. And I'm Arnel Ariana. Join us again next week for another episode. Bye!